Your post-game recap podcast is generously sponsored by Jazby.com, a family financial app. Jazby has two main missions, to teach financial literacy to children where they learn by experience and make financial management easy for parents by giving them parental controls as children learn financial responsibility. Jazby debit cards are free and can be used virtually anywhere. Grab your phone and go to jazby.com. That's J-A-S-S-B-Y dot com to learn more. And also, this podcast is sponsored by State Farm. Life is full of challenges, and State Farm has been and will continue to be there for you when you need us. When you need insurance, think of Agent Jim Fury, a proud sponsor of your Washington Blue Jays post-game recap podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Week 8 edition of the Washington Blue Jays High School Football post-game recap podcast presented to you all season long by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Please see Jim Fury for all your State Farm insurance needs and questions. And post-game recap is brought to you by Jasby. Go to jassby.com slash football for more information. Last night, the Washington Blue Jays traveled to take on Fort Zumwalt East and came out with a final score victory of 47-18. to I'm now joined by Washington Blue Jays head football coach, Coach Derek Heflin. Coach, welcome to the podcast, and how are you today? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Just want to start easy. What was your big takeaway from your third victory in a, in a row for Washington? Uh, you know, we, we played three really, really, really good quarters. Uh, we played one really, really, really bad one. Uh, but our kids came out and competed. Um, you know, hopefully we took some steps in the right direction with our leadership and our kids taking control of this team. Um, you know, we really responded in the second half and played a, a, a great second half, maybe our best half of football. Um, so that that's a positive, and I think I think we're starting to move things in the right direction. Yeah, when you come into the halftime score after a horrible second quarter, like you guys mentioned, really not playing well at all on both sides of the ball, getting outscored six nothing, and the score is twelve twelve at that point. What did you mention to the guys in the locker room, and what was your message? Because, like you said, the second half outscoring them thirty five to six, everything was clicking, and really was your best half of football the whole season so far. Uh, there really wasn't a message. Um, I walked in, um, told them how I felt about how we played in the second quarter, um, and there might be a broken hand sanitizer machine in the <laughs> locker room, uh, and then told them that, you know, everything we'd practiced was there. Uh, it was on them, and they needed to figure it out, and it was their turn to take over the team and, and do what we need to do to be successful. Um, and then we just went – I went and sat and stood there and let them – let the let the older guys and the, and the leaders of the team take charge, and uh, they got it figured out. They they took charge of it, um, and you know that that's the step in the direction that we need. You know, we're for the most part a young football team. We've got six or seven seniors, and those guys do good work and work hard. But the core of our team are are juniors and sophomores, um, and those guys have need to start taking the steps to grow and, and mature, and they've done that um, all year and done everything we've asked. And really the last thing that we, we need them to do is, is take that leadership role um, and take ownership of the program and go from there. Now, I think that's a really interesting point of view from you there and kind of how you explain that. Now, a lot of coaches might go in there and, and give a huge speech or like really scream at them and kind of let the coach take over and do that. But your thought process was kind of to allow your, your seniors and then your juniors and sophomores who need the leadership practice to get there kind of if you could take me in the audience through that of why you thought that was the best 
way to go about it. And obviously it worked because you and your team performed perfectly in the second half. You know, at the end of the day, we, uh, this group of kids and me, you know, we, we're together year round all, all the time. And we, and we have a leadership group. We meet on Thursdays for half the year and we talk about all these things. And, you know, if you're just going to talk about it and you ain't going to do it, 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 it's really just a waste of time. Uh, and, you know, it's – I don't get to play football anymore. I, I, you know, with every part of my body, I wish I could go put a helmet and shoulder pads on and, and go play one more game, but I don't. Um, and, and it's these kids' team. You know, at the end of the day, the, the 2021 Blue Jays get remembered for, for what they did. Um, and if it's always just me taking charge and, and or the other coaches, you know, barking out things or telling them what to do, you're not going to get where you need to get. Um, the, the kids have to understand that it's they're growing into men and, and sometimes you know life's tough and you got to put your big boy pants on and whether you like it or not you got to figure out a way to get things done um, and that's that's the whole thing you know football's football's a great uh, example of life and you know you can have a bad day but the sun's gonna come up and the next day you gotta have, be ready to go and you know we had maybe the worst quarter of football we played all year in that second quarter um and it was just guys you got to put your big boy pants on and you have to figure it out we've given you the tools you know how to do it now you need to come together and figure out a way to get it done yeah i think that's a really interesting point of view there and really great insight and and your guys did figure it out and part of figuring out was rushing the ball successfully and last night six of your touchdowns six of the seven touchdowns you guys had was by running the football and pounding it in there. What did you see out of your rushing attack last night? Uh, you know, Cam Cam Millhiser had another great night. Um, mm-hmm. And the offensive line did some unreal things up front. You know, that the, the first quarter we came out and did a great job. You know, Evan Gaither got in there and touchdown, had some good runs. Um, and, you know, and then the second touchdown, same thing. And then we just kind of got in our own way there in the second quarter, jumped off sides. You know, we're, we're not a – first and 20 first and 25 team if we jump off sides three times um we have to be mentally focused and at halftime you know you, you kind of just look at those guys and say it's it is what it is you know what to do now it's just time to go do it um and they they took it as a challenge and you know I, as i was talking to people this morning you know most teams get fired up by you know spectacular catches and all that stuff our team gets rolling and fired up when those guys up front just start coming off the ball and laying waste to people. And, you know, it, it looked like a bomb went off there in the third quarter, you know, as we came off the ball and just were flat back rolling people. And, you know, our sideline people are jumping up and down, yelling and screaming about what our tackle guard doubles doing. You know, people, you know, our kids see things that people don't usually even think about. But, you know, when you got, you know, when you're left tackling tight end or at the Mizzou games today, you know, invited to come, watch you know it, those guys can do some things and the right side does some great things too but I'm just saying it was it was really impressive to watch those seven guys come off the ball to start the second half and just move people well as we've mentioned kind of a lot throughout the uh the podcast this whole season Cam Milheiser has had had a great season really controlled the offense well Evan Gaither has ran the ball well and had a lot of a lot of touchdowns for you guys, but someone who we haven't talked about that I'd like you to expand upon who scored last night in the fourth quarter was Wyatt Sneed. What is, what does Wyatt mean to you and the program on and off the field? You know, uh, Wyatt's it's another program kid. You know, he's somebody I've known since I was, he was in seventh grade when I got here and got this job. Um, you know, he's worked hard, done a lot of things. You know, he, he's really, he's one of our starting linebackers and 
uh, you know, Clyde Hendricks and Hannon Jarvis are out for the year. So we had to find a backup fullback. So we, you know, go down the list and, you know, what Wyatt was the dude that got switched from running back to fullback. And we said, you know, hey, can you do it? And we've repped it all week. And as we got down there towards the end, I kind of had a lead. It was a good, great opportunity for us to get him a chance to get some carries and do some things in a game. And, you know, he did a great job of running behind his pads, getting behind that offensive line and, and moving piles and running hard and doing great things. And it's always good to get a senior touchdown uh, that, that hadn't ever got one before. And Landon Boston, he had a 15-yard pick six interception return for a touchdown. What was your view of the play from the sideline last night? You know, he, he came out, you know, this first place, our first or second play in the second half. You know, we came out and he set the momentum, you know. He was just where he was supposed to be doing what he's supposed to do when he's supposed to do it and he made a play. You know, he, he was in the perfect spot. They tried to throw a little bubble pass. Uh, he defeated the block and was right there uh, to, to pick it off. And, you know, he it's something as, as the year has gone on. He's become really special out there at our at our same positions, our outside linebacker uh, slash safety role, and and he's done a great job. Um, and it's it's been really fun to watch him mature. And then when you look out there and your middle linebackers Hayden Burns, who had a heck of a night last night, and he's a sophomore, and your free safeties Casey Ozaka, who's a sophomore, and is since he's come back from being injured has completely changed our defense. It could be a fun three years with those dudes out there. Absolutely. The team, like you mentioned, only six, only seven seniors. You're going to have a lot of youth coming up through throughout the next few years. But as we look ahead now to the final regular season game for week nine, you guys will host Francis House Central in a big matchup as you try to improve your record and and seeding for the playoffs. What are what is your view of the matchup as as we wrap up this regular season? It's the season swim pie. Yeah, you know, it's it's senior night. Um, we're recognizing the 2001 uh state finalist team so so there'll be a lot of things going on and it's on a Thursday so you know you, you throw a lot of things in there but you know it, it's one of those things where we just got to keep improving and, and you know we told the guys last night you know we played three great quarters the challenge is to play four um, and just keep competing and doing things and, and get yourself in the spot where we need to be come week 10 11 12 um, and you know I think we got to do a little math and look at it, but uh, the team ahead of us lost last week. And if we can come out and get a big victory this week and, and they lose, we might be able to jump them uh, and get, get to the three seed, uh, which would be good. Um, you know, and, and at this time it's all math and it's all just waiting games. You just got to be able to control what you can control and worry about the six inches in front of your face and, and play the next play. And, and those are the things we've, we built our program on. So, you know, this is the time of year where we feel like we, we really start coming together and gelling and, and doing things right. Well, it's going to be a big week of practice upcoming for a huge Thursday night matchup next week. Like you mentioned, seeding on the line, honoring the 2001 state finalist, a 20-year anniversary. And it's just going to be a great atmosphere uh, in Washington next week. But as we recap week eight and last night, you guys traveled to Fort Zumwalt East. It was a back-and-forth first half, 12-12 at halftime, but – the message that the players told, told themselves it, it worked as they outscored four two Maldives in the second half, 35 to six. And you guys came out with a 47 to 18 victory. Coach Heflin has always appreciate your commentary and insight into the Washington program. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And all the coverage and all the things you do for our program. And for week eight and for coach Heflin, I'm Mark Feldman saying so long and have a great day.
Once again, we want to thank our sponsor, Jazby.com, for sponsoring this podcast. Parents, you need this app to make life easier for you as you teach your kids about financial responsibility. Kids learn best by experience, and Jazby is designed to help parents in this vitally important role. Go to Jazby.com to set up your free family account today. That is J-A-S-S-B-Y.com. And also, as you have seen every weekend, State Farm and football are the perfect match. That is another reason that agent Jim Fury has chosen to sponsor your Washington Blue Jays post-game recap podcast all season. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 